I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. The weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Because these are high-quality pieces, they're staying in my wardrobe. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and they even show you on the website how much you're saving, which is awesome. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us. I recently got a really, really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button-up, both in white linen, which is awesome. And I know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash goals. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts Anne Catherine and Caroline. It's been a while since we've caught up with you guys. It's been so long because we had our interview with Nathan last episode. There's a lot that we haven't talked to you guys about. So it's been about two weeks since we've talked to you guys and caught up with you, but it's literally felt like forever. Our whole time in Singapore has felt like forever. We've been here for three weeks now, and anytime somebody asks me how's Singapore, all I can say is like, It's felt like an entire lifetime in three weeks. It has. It feels like it's been so, so long. And that's a good thing. Like, we've just been packing every single day full of so many different things. Like, we've been... It's just felt like so much. Like, everything from actually learning how to live in a completely different country. Like, figuring figuring everything out. out. I finally have a phone that works, by the way. After three (laughs) weeks, I have a working phone. I've been giving her a hotspot forever. Everywhere we go, she's had to give me a hotspot. You know, adventuring, exploring the new country and the new place there's so much to do and so packing every day full it's like you think back at everything we've done and I'm like how has it only been three weeks (laughs) and meeting new people too which has been so much fun we've been just trying everything with other people who are new to Singapore so everyone's just been down for an adventure and down to do anything which has been so fun it's also been a little while since we've done our highs lows and goals for the week and so I definitely want to do those this week because it just keeps you present and 
reflecting and thinking about things when you have to like actively think about your high and low and set a goal moving forward. My high for the week is that I've been feeling like myself, which is something that I haven't really felt consistently for like literally six months, which is crazy because I've had for the past six months like a few days where I felt a lot like myself and then maybe a day or two that I've just not felt like myself at all and just going back and forth. But now for the past like two-ish weeks, a little over two weeks, I've felt like myself not only consistently but in such a like deep, vibrant way. And I don't know, it just like it feels really good. It's something that I think we've both been feeling and both been kind of talking about a lot and trying to define. I think once we like do that a little bit further, I'd love to make that an entire episode talking about what it means to feel like yourself. How do you find that again? Because I think there's an element of it that you can't define, right? And that's the added, oh my God, I feel like myself. This feels amazing. Like the high of it almost. Sure. And then, uh, And then the tangible things for me, I know that a lot of it has come from like just increasing my efforts in the gym with my workouts. I've really been pushing myself, meeting new people, doing new things, being in a new place. I know that I personally like, live and thrive off of the unknown or like the I don't know, like the little adrenaline rushes of like newness and so for me that's been been like super prevalent here as well as just taking the time and slowing down in the videos I make or the pictures I take in the things that I'm sharing with you guys feeling more creative for feeling sure. more creative yeah and I think I mean that goes hand in hand the more creative I allow myself to be the more I feel like myself the more I put into any of the work that I'm creating mm-hmm. and it's just a really good little cycle that I have going on yeah and I think you know what we have been kind of discovering a lot and talking about a lot is that in order to feel like yourself and find these things you need to give yourself the space and the time to just be and see where you're drawn to and see the things that happen Mm -hmm. and I think that you know we've both been giving ourselves more of that space and time recently than we ever have in a long time and with that we're kind of you know being drawn back to some of the freeness and the things that feel Mm -hmm. like us and that's great and a big part of that is stripping things down a little bit which is a huge topic that we're going to talk about today yes and I think I know for me at least the past six months we've talked about it before like pertaining to the gym and how both of us have been or both of us in the gym we're focusing on using it as a tool to just like get by and keep us motivated and going throughout school school and not necessarily focusing our efforts on our actual physical performance moving forward yeah it was different intentions with it which is great that's everything that we talk about that's those moments are the reason why the gym and working out and everything that comes with it is so beneficial and impactful But I know for me now, that's kind of flipped. So instead of literally just trying to get by or get back to neutral, I'm now in a space where I'm pushing myself forward and I've kind of flipped to the other side of that. And I think for me, that's like the huge change of why I feel... You feel on your game, you feel moving forward. I don't feel neutral. I feel like myself in such a Positive. positive and big way. Yay. Yay. Woo. <laughs> My high this week, I mean, I guess in Catherine was very, like, general, like, the feeling she's been having, and, and we've both been pretty reflective on that feeling, but a big key piece of that, for me at least, was yesterday we went to Sentosa Island, which is, like, one of the only beach areas in Singapore, and it was our first time going there. It took us three weeks to get to the beach, but we went 
with a few friends that we've made who are exchange students at the National University of Singapore, which is also really cool that we've been able to connect with other people our age that are international students mm-hmm. at the school here. And so they're all brand new to Singapore as well. They're all super down to explore an adventure. And also everyone comes everyone's from different, from different places, places. Which So everyone's like sharing all their stories or like little mannerisms and it's so fun and it's just as good energy to be around all these people. Yeah, it's been very fresh and exciting. It's funny, we're we're the only Americans that we know. That's and, true. And everyone also, is we don't we haven't met many Singaporeans either. It's kind of interesting that we're here in Singapore and all of the friends that we're making are like European exchange students. <laughs> but that's been really fun. But yesterday we all went to the beach to Sentosa and it was just a really good time. It almost felt like a little staycation. We got out of the city, you know, palm trees, sun, so much sun. Like you could not yeah, escape let's not talk from about the that. sun. And we're both very sunburnt. <laughs> so is everyone else. So yeah, but it just, it, it had this feeling being there where it was like almost nostalgic in the moment because I was like, this feels so like pure blissful right. that... And I think that's that's the kind of energy that I haven't felt in so yeah. long and that's the kind of energy that... when That, that like started this passion for yeah. creating things and like romanticizing life and literally like the passion for life. That's where it started. When you're in a moment and you know that it's gonna be You're just in it memory. and you're like, yeah, this is good. You know, like this is it, good. it feels so like pure bliss, just like this is how life should feel in the moment that it almost feels nostalgic while you're there because you're like already missing it, you know, because you like know that that's something that you're going to remember. So that was but in totally a good way, a highlight for me and especially coming off of a week, I would say my low for the week was just the beginning of the week. I felt kind of stressed, a little bit exhausted and run down just from, you know, doing so much and also like trying to keep up with everything that I'm doing like for myself and personally while also doing all of the like logistic things that need to be done when moving to a new place you know I was just feeling kind of mentally stressed mentally burnt out and you know that trip to the beach yesterday was just pure like rest vibe you know playing volleyball in the ocean like just everything that like I needed good to, energy to get back to the roots and get rid of that stress and just feel good. My low for the week is that I'm violently sunburned and it's really embarrassing and none none of us are happy about it. I think I may have got it the worst, but like I thought you did, but I I totally feel it. Like I'm uncomfortable. But so is everyone this morning is like sending pictures of their sunburns and it's just everyone it developed overnight. It really snuck up on us. (laughs) So everybody got a little bit sunburnt, which is a learning experience that you need to really douse yourself in sunscreen (laughs) when we go to the island here. When the UV is literally twelve. Yeah. So what's your goal moving forward? My goal is sleep. I don't know, like our sleep's got not even so there are a couple things. Like, the pillow on my bed right now is the fattest pillow I've ever used. And it's just so difficult to sleep. So I end up, either my neck is fully, like, 90 degrees up, or it's down because I'm not using a pillow. And both of those are just just uncomfortable enough, like, the princess and the pea, to make me... <laughs> the princess and the pea. <laughs> As the princess, like, I'm getting really bad sleep. Mm. And also, our sleep schedule, both of us, has been really... Off because of the time difference. Yes, because we, if we want to talk to friends at home or, like... Even our posting schedules. Right. Because we've been posting mornings and nights because that's when most people are 
awake. In Singapore, we're a complete 13-hour difference from, like, the Boston-New York time zone that we're used to in the U.S., which means that, like, we're awake when people in the U.S. are asleep and the opposite. So usually we're posting, like, morning and night so we can catch that window where we're awake and other people are as well. So we can interact with everyone. It's also the same time that we have the window to talk with friends at home, the same time if we have any, like, business calls or meetings or things like that, that those are being scheduled. So it's, like, this strange thing where every night I'm like, oh, I'm so excited, like, I'll go to bed early tonight, and then things just come up because the rest of the world wakes up at that time. Literally every night we're like... I'm gonna go to bed at ten. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go to sleep at ten. Yeah. Turning my phone off, and then it's midnight, and we're both awake, right. and we. You can see like the little green dot. You know, it's like active oh, online. You see that on. And it's like go to sleep. Yeah, I. So I need to have more discipline with that this week. Like actually getting myself to sleep because it's easy to say during the day when like things aren't happening, but then it gets to like nine, ten p.m the rest of the world is waking up and then it just keeps me up because I get myself like in a loop of talking to people or on Instagram or TikTok and things like that when really I need to be sleep I need, I need, to, be, my- I need to be sleep because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that is also contributing to kind of like the stress and tiredness that I was feeling earlier this week and need to be preventative for that so discipline with going to sleep <laughs> so we talk a lot about what to add to your lifestyle, how to build up your lifestyle. And a lot of that is because building a habit, adding a habit is so much easier than breaking one. That's just the way people work. It It does seem backwards, but it's so, that's just the way people work. Like it's also the more exciting thing to add a habit, to add something to your life than to get rid of things. Cause you have this like new exciting challenge in front of you. You're going to add something, but. And the idea with that is, if you add in the things that you want to add in, then naturally the things that you don't want or the things you're offsetting by adding that habit in are just going to fizzle out. And then it's more sustainable. You're going to stick with it because you didn't like force anything out. Mm-hmm. And there's this TED Talk or this... Um, I've seen a bunch of little clips from TikTok and I've watched a little bit. I forget who's saying it, but the brain, like your human brain cannot comprehend the negative. And the example he used was like, if I tell you not to think of an elephant, you might n- not be thinking of an elephant, but you're thinking about not thinking about an elephant. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't you can't just think of nothing, right? Or it's like still in your head. Like, if you're thinking about not thinking of something, then you're actually thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's still in your head. So if there's something that you want to get rid of, you end up hyperfixating on getting rid of it, and then you're really just hyperfixating on the thing itself, and that's just not the best way to do it but there is some benefit to getting rid of things just point blank i'm done with this thing and moving on if you love listening to girls with goals and other podcasts like ours and you've ever thought about making your own then let's talk about anchor first off it's free which is amazing because there are so many cool things you can do with anchor to make your podcast a reality you can record and edit right on anchor using your phone or your computer and then anchor will distribute your episodes to spotify apple Anywhere you want your podcast, Anchor does it for you. Anchor works with Spotify, so you can add any song straight from Spotify into your podcast. You can even make money off of your podcast through Anchor. It's really just everything you would need or want in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The way that I think about it sometimes is if you're adding a bunch of positive things to your life, but you still have these negative things in them, then like, what's your net? Like, You might be net neutral because you're adding a bunch of positive things, but you still have these negative things dragging you down, and so it doesn't let the positive things kind of be 
and be as great as they are and take up all of the energy that they're supposed to take. So sometimes, even though we're all about adding all of these great habits, sometimes the first thing that you have to do or the things that you have to do simultaneously is think about what do you need to get rid of? What are those kind of negative things that you need to pull out of your life? And so that's what we want to talk about today. What to get rid of to live your best life. So our first thing to get rid of is limiting beliefs about yourself, about like what you're capable of, mm-hmm. about who you who are, you are, who you can be. Right. Any type of like victim mentality like we talked about with Nathan in our last episode, a skewed mindset, like fear of failure even, every all of these things can go under limiting beliefs. I think it's the most important thing and like the first step of things. Right. That it's you need like to the foundation for everything else yeah. that we're gonna talk about or even adding things in yeah no it's absolutely you can't you can't effectively add habits or parts of yourself into your life if you're having limited yeah if you're having confined by this mindset so what we mean when we say limiting beliefs is maybe looking at other people or what other people are doing other people's lives and thinking that could never be me I could never do that. I'm just not that type of person. And or like using that as an excuse. Yeah. Or like setting a goal for yourself or having something that maybe but you not wish truly you could do, believing but not, you can yeah, do it. Exactly. Right. Even if maybe on paper or you're telling yourself, I'm going to do this, I'm going to set this goal in the back of your head, you don't really believe you can do it. And the key, it doesn't matter if you're capable of it or not. If yeah. in the back of your head, you are telling yourself that you can't, you're never going to be able to. And you know doing something, whether you truly believe that you right. can or not. Right, even if you not, don't acknowledge it, like, you know, and I know you know. Because it's it's this thought that's always in there. Maybe you are telling yourself, like, I could never be the person who goes to the gym five days a week. I could never be healthy, that's just not me. Those are the limiting beliefs that you need to throw out. Because you can't set a positive goal on top of that and expect yourself to reach it if in the back of your mind... Or even in the front of your mind, you're yeah. <laughs> telling yourself, I can't actually do that. That's that's not me. Right. Because even if be. maybe you don't like verbally acknowledge it or you don't, you tell yourself you're not acknowledging it. Like, I know that you know that in the back of your head, you do not truly believe that you're capable of that. Even if you set a goal, if you tell yourself that you can't, you then can't. You won't. But if you can flip that and you can tell yourself that you can then you will. And so that's all about the way that you speak to yourself. If you feel those thoughts coming in, throw them out. Like literally, like throw them out of your head. Don't pay them any attention when you start to have that self-doubt because everyone's going to have moments of self-doubt. You can't like sit with them. You can't let them like right. sit and stay if there. If you allow them to stay, then they're going to become true. Right. Because everybody is going to have those If you don't, then moments. they're not. Right. And so you need to replace that with a thought of like, who am I to say that I can't do this? Like, I, you need to be your own biggest cheerleader and you need to say, actually, I can. I can do that. I can be everything that I want to be and do everything that I want to do. And then you start doing it and you start proving to yourself that you can do it. And then you start and slowly, you start it. genuinely believing it. But you can't expect yourself to bring in all these positive things and, and make this positive change in your life if your baseline is having limiting beliefs and self-doubt. So that is the first thing that you need to get rid of to live your best life is limiting beliefs about yourself because you don't deserve to be the one putting yourself down, right? You deserve to be the one bringing yourself up and right. being if your cheerleader. everyone else in the whole wide world is against you, like, you need to stay for you. Number two 
is damaging people. And I think this is a really, really important one to talk about. Like we were just talking about the the limiting mentality. You can be your biggest fan, your number one supporter. If you have people around you that are actively trying to tear you down or subliminally in your head, placing those limiting beliefs and like giving more fire to them, that's damaging. We've all heard the thing that you're a product of the five people that you're around the most. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of truth to that because not only do you like kind of pick up some of those people's mannerisms and you're just connected to them in that way, but you also get all of their thoughts and you're influenced by how they speak about themselves, how they think about themselves, and also how they project that onto you and how they make you feel. So if you're around a bunch of people who maybe even don't outwardly put limiting beliefs onto you. Maybe they don't say, ugh, like, who are you to think you can do that? You could never do that. Even if they're not outwardly saying those things to you, if that's how they feel about themselves, then it's going to influence how you feel about yourself if you're around people who put themselves down, who have limiting beliefs about themselves obviously that's going to kind of rub off on the way that you think about yourself. So that's one way. And then it's also the very damaging people who might, in your face, say negative things to you, who might, behind your back, say negative things about you, or who might, you know, do harmful actions, like they leaving you out of things, or, you know, worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't... Or who might, like, do actually damaging, harmful things. Like, go out of their way to tear you down or, like, hurt you. Mm -hmm. Or just, like, make you feel uncomfortable or lesser than. Anyone who, like, doesn't bring you up, who doesn't hype you up and who, like, makes you feel worse about yourself, that's how you know. If you are talking to someone, you're hanging out with someone, and you consistently leave that feeling a little down. Feeling shitty. Feeling so bad. That is somebody who cannot be in your life because why would you have people who just make you feel bad about yourself in your life? And I get it because It seems so obvious. It seems so obvious when we're talking about it now, but oh my god, in practice, is it, number one, difficult to even identify or acknowledge? That's the same thing. It could be in the back of your mind. Like, in the back of your mind, you know it's always kind of bumping around that this person is damaging but number one you never acknowledge it never verbalize it never do anything about it because a lot of the time it can be the same people who are also like the really fun people and sometimes you like have a fun time with them but yeah it's the people who it's like the good is really good the bad is really bad or the good may not even be really good but it might like be bringing you something the good feels better when or or it feels like they're like the popular person and like you you have to be connected with them but that's because the whole like you into other subliminally putting you down. That vibes. also like, but no, that's not worth it. If you're but around people who no. make you feel negative, whether it's putting limiting beliefs on you or whether they're just down on themselves and it rubs off on you, that's something that shouldn't be in your life because just like having limiting beliefs and self doubt and negative thoughts about yourself, if other people are pushing those thoughts on you as well, that doesn't help you grow and that doesn't help you bring positive things into your life if you have these negative things pulling it away and this is so much easier said than done it takes a while to realize it at least for me it does but it also takes a while or it takes a lot of strength to actually leave that friendship or relationship or whatever it is that is something you need to do that is something that you can't balance out by adding more Mm -hmm. and I want to be clear because I feel like we do talk about like cutting out negative people and things like that all the time it doesn't mean like cutting out everyone in your life, right? We're all lucky to... And cutting out seems very, like, aggressive. Just, yeah. like, distancing yourself or yeah. 
moving on from them. Right, but I hope that somewhere in the bubble of family and friends that you you do have some really good positive people some sort of good support system that you can lean on. So this doesn't mean like completely ostracizing yourself from any everyone, no, no, no. like everyone ever. But if there are people who make you feel negative about yourself, who feel toxic, there's then no reason for them to stay in your They got to go. They got to go. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages, maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer, listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly. And the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership. So you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons, all the languages, forever. So I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin and let me tell you Rosetta Stone is incredible. The way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch. Of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive. You learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the ambition card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The ambition card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. So we've gotten rid of some mental barriers. We've gotten rid of some toxic people. Now it's time to get rid of stuff and stuff. things. <laughs> stuff and get things. rid of your stuff. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. Letter, if you will. This can be anything like junk drawers. If you have a junk drawer, I don't even look inside of it. Just pick it up and throw it in the trash. Because honestly, honestly, we all have those. Like my bedside table at home before we moved here, I like. Totally oh my god! No, I looked in it. So I much lo- shit in it. I was looking for chargers. For some reason, we like always lose it. We have like one rotating charger for the house, right? Yeah. Please tell me that that is a universal experience and not just our family. I opened Caroline's bedside table drawer seven chargers because i found so many of them because i was cleaning out like we can never keep track of chargers somehow it's always a fight for like chargers right so like don't throw out your chargers but everything (laughs) else just throw it out well what i did like i went through 
My bedside table literally turned into a junk drawer. There were two drawers and on the bottom I had like a bunch of papers, old high school notebooks and things like that. And then on top I just had like random things. And I found, what I found was that I had like one little boxes, <laughs> one little box worth of old photos and things that like were meaningful and that I wanted to keep. Literally everything else could go. So I just dumped it out and... Right, if there are things that go in the trash, just throw them out. If there are things that can potentially be donated, like, donate them or give them to someone. Because the thing is, when we have drawers and things like that, like, there are probably some things in it that could actually be useful for you. Yeah. But when it's crowded with all the clutter, like, you never touch that. Right, number one, you don't even, you're never going to use it. And number two... At least for me, I know, like, maybe you don't even realize it, but that just causes a little bit of stress, a little bit of chaos. If the drawer is chaotic, if, like, the things around you physically are chaotic, then you're going to feel, even if you don't realize it, a little bit A little clutter in your environment can equal clutter in your brain. And, I mean, there's so many different types of clutter. So with junk drawers, like Karen was saying, random old notebooks. Like, like sometimes you keep things and okay. you're like, oh, like, I'll probably want this later. What am I going to use my high school, like, history notebook? Like, no. I have kept uh, my calculus notebook just in case one day I need to learn calculus again so that I have all my notes. Right, 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 I've right. Lit- like, I literally have that, and that's something that... I know all the classes I'm taking the next <laughs> two years before I graduate, and... I li- not one is calculus like we're done that, with that i threw out other things and i ripped out some of like my best calculus notes so that i wouldn't <laughs> have to redo it if i like ever needed calculus again in my life but the thing is like you'll never even utilize the good things that are like in your environment or your space if you don't even want to get to them because it's just so cluttered with useless things mm-hmm. so get rid of useless things get rid of old things and sometimes you have to be a little bit like picky with that you know like because you can go through things and then your brain will find reasons that like oh maybe i'll want this i at think some there's point. so many jokes like you could be cleaning out your room and suddenly you're like playing on your little what is the like a like a, a nintendo a Nint- yeah yes you're playing yes. your ds like <laughs> random like, oh, hats on your again. head like you're like you're just like using all the random shit because it is like it's oh my fun God. it's interesting but like Please. Accessories. Like, I barely wear accessories. I'll have, like, a couple hats. Like, I, I love I think that was when hats. we were moving from our old house that we'd, like, grown up in into, like, right before high school, our new house. Throwing and going through all of that stuff. That was, like, one of those moments where you're just like, why in the world? Number one, why do I have this? I had all my, like, child toys in the closet. Right. Like, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But then some, you can even just like accumulating in the last year, like I bet you've accumulated so much random stuff that maybe was useful at one point, but now is not and yeah. will not be useful to you. And that's just, if you don't need it, you don't need it. Yeah. Right? So decluttering the space around you can really like help you feel better and declutter it your mind. It just makes you feel a little bit freer. It also goes with clothes. And I feel like that's so Oh, for sure. It's so contradictory because... Like, we all love to shop, we all love to buy new things, but, like, then there are so many things in our closet that we never touch, and it's, like, we buy new things, and then we still just have so many things that we never wear and that we don't like, but, like, we constantly want new, 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 even though we already have so much, and it's just being cluttered. Like, moving back and forth from school or even moving here, because you have to repack your clothes, you know, whenever you move in and out. So going to and from school every time, like, yeah, I haven't worn this shirt in six years, but, like, I'm going to wear it. Now's the time. Now's the time. Like, it. I'm going to wear it. And, like, and be then I wore the same three sweatshirts for, like... 
yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like if you haven't worn something in the past like year or so unless it's something like a really special occasion thing like if it's just a basic tank top or t-shirt or something like that and you haven't worn it in a year like you don't like it donate it give so it to donate someone. it sell it if it's like something nice if it is falling apart and tattered like throw it out you know where the trash is <laughs> But, and I, it is hard because then I feel like the number of times that we've done closet cleanouts is ridiculous and it always feels like no, things you know don't what even we do? go down. No, you know what we do? Then we're like, I'm going to put this on Depop. And now it's sitting in a bag so in Caroline's closet. So true. Every time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sell this on Depop. And you don't realize how much of like an actual project that is to like take all the pictures and upload them and like describe the item. And then when it actually sells and you have to like ship it, it's such a project. And then also if things don't sell, which you know happens because it's usually, a, it's usually right. a better idea said than done then you, we just have bags of clothes that are like listed on depop that are just like sitting in our room and it's like we we should probably just donate them at some right. point to get them out but because we're not wearing them. if they're in the bag like i'm not gonna wear it mm-hmm. and then i also think that i need to have that mindset and it's a mindset that i'm starting to take when i buy things as well is like being more picky when you buy See, things i don't have because, this problem because i don't like shopping so mm-hmm. But everything that you buy is either it's going to become two things. It's going to be a staple or it's going to be something that sits in your closet and you never touch. So think about that when Honestly, you buy Honestly, clothes are like the polar extremes. Yeah. Because even if I get a new bathing suit uh-huh. and I'm like, this is my, and I, if I like it, I'm like, I'm, I wear it every day. Like it mm. is, like I have like three bathing suits that I will literally wear every single day. And then the others I If you don't like don't it, you touch. don't touch them. Yeah. Same thing with like sweats or sh- yeah any literally anything jeans that is such a jeans oh jeans are so difficult i'll like wear a pair of jeans every day for like three months straight and then i'll if or whenever i get a new pair mm-hmm. i'm like those jeans are out like these are the new ones and then you I just only wear those or, ones or you get a new pair but then they're not as good as your old ones so then you never even wear the exactly new pair. it's that kind of thing so taking on the mindset even when you buy things is like do i because we only ever wear our favorite things why would you wear why would you wear something like your your third best pair of jeans when you can wear your best pair of jeans or why would you wear like an okay tank top when you could wear like your favorite most flattering tank top right like we are only gonna wear our favorite things so only buy the things that feel like your favorite things and that's harder in the moment because when you're shopping for something you're like oh that's really cute i could see myself wearing that but in practice like is that gonna become something that is actually like part of your wardrobe your staple wardrobe or is it something that is just gonna sit in your closet and that in two years you're gonna have to deal with cleaning out and throwing away or selling Mm -hmm. and also wasting the money that you spent on it true so my mindset has shifted recently to being much more picky about what i buy and being okay with spending a little bit more money on the things that i know i love and that make me feel really good and confident and that i will wear over and over and again and our quality and will last all yeah. those wears like we have um that's another thing the stress of like something that's just slightly bad quality and yeah. you're like when is it gonna go when is it gonna when go? is it gonna go like we have our levi's ribcage jeans our our favorite pair of jeans and also the abercrombie 90s something we've gotten recently and we really like those too or also with clothes guys if it doesn't fit you you're not you don't need it it. and it's not gonna be comfortable it's not gonna be comfortable if something is like a little bit uncomfortable like jeans that are like one size too small or something but maybe they're like super cute and maybe you can put them on and they look good but they're not comfortable you're not gonna wear them i would rather spend more money on the levi's ribcage jeans that i know i love than 
pay half price for a pair of jeans that I'm never going to wear because then I'm not going to be happy with those. I'm going to try to buy another pair and then I'm not going to be happy with those. Right. And then I'm going to try to buy another pair and then all of a sudden I have three cheap pairs that I don't like whereas I could have just spent that money on the one good pair that I love and would wear every day and feel good. Right. And it's decluttered and decluttered. you feel better quality in life when you're wearing those things that make you that is just so feel true. good. Jewelry as well. We've kind of started doing that with jewelry. Like yeah. buying some good staple gold pieces that I can like wear every day and feel really leveled up instead of Like investing having, in something yeah. that I can wear to the beach and shower in and not, you know. Yeah. And like I literally wear 24-7 and it feels good yeah. and it like... Instead of just having, like... And I'm not concerned. Cool. This one necklace, this necklace I literally wear... We've had that since middle since school. Middle since middle school. school. I've worn it every Chinese day since, character. like... Yeah. For, like, literally six years at this mm-hmm. point. I've, I wear it in the shower. I wear it swimming, like, all through swim team. Like, I mm-hmm. wear this entire practice. It's like, I've never taken it off in the ocean. Literally everything. It looks just the same as when I got it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to declutter your stuff is... To be more picky when you buy things so that you don't necessarily have to, like, declutter and do a clean-out later. And you don't feel like you need more things to fill gaps. Like, having... Now that I've, like, gotten myself some good staple pieces of jewelry, like, I feel so good when I have them on. It's so satisfying and... It's, like, simple and... Yeah. And now I don't have the clutter of, like, a hundred different cheap Brandy Melville rings That you and don't even want to wear. That tatter in two days and then just sit in a cluttered pile because they've turned green and I never want to put them on again and then it's just stuff. It's I, just stuff okay. to have. There's this one ring. I don't know how much I spent on it, but it was a lot. It was, like, a good quality ring. It was a good quality ring. And, and it like, do be turning... It turned my up. finger green. When you look at the... It, like, looks a little... No, if you look oh. super closely. But it's, like, That's it must upsetting. be a flop because I have other stuff from this company and it's not... On a side note, we were walking through Chinatown in Singapore the other night. There was, like, a little jade jewelry pop-up thing and we each got a jade ring and I think it's so beautiful and it actually, like, wasn't very expensive. It was, like, very, very reasonably priced. But... It's like just this thin-ish jade round band and I think it goes so perfectly with like the other gold rings that I have on my fingers and that like it also feels really special to me that it's meaningful and I got it in Singapore so I feel like that's something that I'm gonna love too. So like meaningful good quality things rather than a clutter of things that you don't love and you never feel satisfied with. So I guess the whole the whole point of this point is Things to get rid of to live your best life is a clutter of stuff and replace it with just the good quality stable things that you love. That just, it makes your mind feel so mm-hmm. cleared and makes you feel better. Number four, which I could talk about forever, is Snapchat. <laughs> but we'll elaborate. Bye. So first it's blanket term, get rid of Snapchat. But like the the motivation behind it is people having access to you and you having infinite access to other people and we'll get into this but number one snapchat i don't i use it for like i'll post in my private story just because i don't really have a like that's just my place to like share yeah. things with my friends directly i don't use the direct messages because that's just that's a lot but like oh my god getting rid of streaks. snapchat streaks is like the most freeing thing in the world and this that was isn't, no that was yeah. so i don't know when the last time i had a streak was even like by accident <laughs> but like it's just so funny. Well, it's crazy because Snapchat, I feel like, in middle school and, like, early high school and stuff was just, like, 
such an integral part of your life. Like every conversation was on Snapchat and people are just sending selfies back and forth and you have right. to have these streaks and stuff. And oh my God, when you let that go, because the thing is, I, it, and this doesn't mean delete Snapchat altogether. Like I have Snapchat every once in a while. I like send a funny picture to my friends or send a picture of something or like I save something to my memories just for kicks. But right, I like using my memories. I, I, I go days without opening Snapchat, like or weeks even like easily. The thing is, if you really want to talk to someone, you're someone who really wants to talk to You probably to you, have their number. You can text them. You can call them or you could absolutely send them a snapchat like a video of you talking or you can send them like a snapchat or something i do i use it for that like if my friends that live in different countries that it's just easier to snapchat than like yeah like if you want to use whatsapp or people that you don't have their number and you happen to have their snapchat i don't know what scenario that would be in but like i'll use the snap text feature Mm. you know I guess the thing to get rid of is not Snapchat. It's not it's Snapchat. Snapchat, Snapchat was just like the funny, it's the funny Snapchat thing. Streets. But like number one with this is unnecessary mm. contact and like connection with people online. Because please, how many times have like people that you literally don't know just sent you selfies? It's the strangest thing. That is the strangest thing. thing. It's so when, no, when you open your phone, it's like Snapchat from and then it's a name you've like barely ever heard. Like maybe you've met them once, once. Maybe you've never met them and they don't even say something. It's just a selfie. And I'm like, what, what do you want from me? What possesses you to be like, this is good? Like, yeah. No, there's, okay, this is like strange, but there's random, th- I've had in the past year, like random boys from our hometown like in our high school or not just randomly send me a selfie and i'm like Like, we weren't i'm like we weren't friends we were not friends and if you want to talk to me like send me a message or something like not just a random weird selfie (laughs) i think you have some if you have something to say i think it's so strange so another thing to get rid of to live your best life snapchat streaks and people random people having the privilege of sending you selfies or getting selfies the from privilege. you the privilege okay wait, we'll get into access thing but there's a, a tiktok trend right now you know what is the, it's like you do not have to worry about me you do not have to worry about <laughs> me and i've seen so many being like when you meet someone for the first time and they ask for your snapchat instead of your number <laughs> you do you not do not have, have to worry, worry about, about me. oh my god i will never if you ask for my snapchat instead of like something like i will give i will happily give you my email over my snapchat like <laughs> email send me, me a nice email send me <laughs> a nightly email recapping your day right but like what in the world anyway that's i could rant about it something that um one of my friends actually brought up and we had such a long conversation about this is people having access to you that's honestly the main reason why like we're talking about Snapchat or like random people on Instagram following. That's the other thing. Okay. Following people or having like Instagram friends that you genuinely do not know and they don't know you and you likely will never know. Yeah. Unless it's like an influencer or somebody like that who's like content. You know, when you like go to school or like, yeah, when we got into college, everyone just follows everyone like it's the summer before school yeah. and everyone's just following a bunch of random people, which is definitely beneficial. Like, that's how I met my roommate. You know, that's how you connect with people and it's a good basis to, like, get started. But now there are a ton of people that show up on my feed and I'm like, I've never seen your name before. If you don't know someone, they don't need to be seeing everything that you do and the people that you're with and vice versa. Like, you don't need to be... That's just unnecessary. It's simply unnecessary and it causes a lot of, like... Weird stress because you're thinking about what... It's weird stress, yeah. Yeah, but going to Snapchat, it's, like, the concept that, like, 
random people add you on Snapchat. You have like hundreds of friends on Snapchat and you probably only have a handful of like really close friends that you like actually want it's really, to be yeah. in conversation where they're sending funny Snapchats and things to. So it's just a strange concept that at the s- s- literal snap of their fingers, anybody can just send you a selfie or a picture or a chat. Like anyone, anyone has access to it any given moment and it is so irritating because you can't really you can't control like you can't shut it off you know what i mean obviously for some purposes it's great like i can think of i like this morning i thought my friend in london i wanted to tell her something Mm -hmm. so i sent her a message and it was like the middle of the night for her or so that's great to be able to do that to like actually stay in touch with your close friends with your right but if it's, and if it's someone that Instagram DMs is useful, like if you need to get in touch with someone for like a school project or something like that. Instagram DMs. Instagram DMs, you can Snapchat. DM them, right? And you can, fi- like in some ways it's super helpful to be able to have access to people. The fact that but anybody can just, just take a selfie and unsolicitedly send that to you <laughs> at or any just point. Like, or, or even or text. their mind. Like people can just, that's right. how like cyberbullying starts and stuff. And that's how people can be like, mean or rude and also the fact that like yeah. people posting things on their snapchat stories i know that's like the worst thing that's such bad flashbacks in high school that at any given moment you're like you oh, can right. see what everyone else is doing you see every time that you're left out from something you see every time that like people There's you a... thought were your friends are doing things right. without you you see that and you you shouldn't have to have to see that and you shouldn't have to give people access to like infiltrate your thoughts in your mind right and your that's with that. the key point infiltrating your thoughts in your mind unsolicitedly so our friend that i was talking about who kind of brought this up and started the conversation around this with us one day she just said out of nowhere i think someone had just randomly texted her and she said i hate that people can just text or call you or contact you whenever like people have 24 7 access to you unnecessarily invited access to you if someone does reach out then the you, stress of you, you shutting didn't down a conversation right, right that's that, okay that's the point i'm trying to like be nice about because it, it's such a hard concept because number one, like, who if you want to say something, who am I to say you can't, right? There might. But be- at the same time, that just causes like it's sometimes it becomes an imposition or some. It's just it's just unexpected, uninvited access to you. There might be people who, if you saw them on the street or at a party or like just out on your college campus or something like that, and you saw them, like you would be so happy to have a conversation with them or you would wave and say hi to them. But you don't want them to... Right. You don't want to be in right. constant Snapchat because conversation like, with them. That's like a natural progression. That's that's natural. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't like somebody. It means that you don't want to be it means having that, the pressure that you're not being up in constant to, like, conversation ha- with them. Yes. Constant access, constant availability. Like, there is no break. You give that up, you give more time and energy and peace to yourself. Right. It's literally incredible. But also... Even just, like, knowing that people can see your social media or knowing that at any given moment someone can connect with you, it opens up space for your thoughts to be consumed by other people. Yeah. And, like, how you're perceived or how you're connecting with other people. And that's not necessary. Like, that takes away from your ability to do literally anything else. So maybe a couple actionable things to do this are if you want to go private on instagram go private on instagram so people don't have all the access right, to you do not need to be public you do not need to but have a thousand followers like at the same time though like if you want to be public and you like want to share your pictures there are settings that you can turn on with like for messages like you can make all of your messages 
go to requests so that they don't come directly to you. People don't see when you open them. Like things will come up as a request and then you can delete it if you don't want to engage in that conversation rather than opening something and having them see that you saw it and then you have to respond. So there are there are different ways that I think social media apps are trying to limit this constant access to you. So things like going private, changing your settings so that limited people can maybe comment or message you. On Snapchat, I don't know exactly what the settings are, but like maybe just unadding. Don't just don't open things or unadd a lot of people. I did that. Me too. Sometimes if people, if someone comes up and like posts a story and I catch it and I'm like, I don't know you and I don't, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know the people or the place that you're posting. Like you're not posting this for me. I don't need yeah. to be seeing it. Then I'll unadd it like, yeah as it goes naturally that's a good strategy like you don't have to spend an entire day going you don't through have and, like, to be super contacts. intentional about it you can just but when you see a story happens. come up and you're like i will never talk to this person in my life i really don't need to see what they're doing right and now and that's i'm like, i respect what they're doing but i respect it respectfully, i don't need to like, see it. you're not you're not sharing this for me yeah right then you can unadd them then but yeah trying to kind of limit the amount of people who have that constant access to you is really freeing and really going to make right. a positive impact but on i think life. one of the before we move on to our next point one of the like key parts about this is goes even deeper when it's not even people's physical ability to access you but it's in your head be like people can be in your head or if there's right just because you have a constant reminder of their name this person exists or sometimes <laughs> right i catch myself sometimes like with specific people if i'm posting something or sharing something or even like doing something that has no intention of being posted public like or being shared it's literally just like something i'm doing i will think through it as how is this person going to perceive that when they are never going to perceive it right but i'm like thinking and sometimes manipulating my actions based on how Mm -hmm. other people will think of it the next thing to get rid of is unrealistic routines and that just means when you are bringing on new habits and you're building routines for yourself, they have to be realistic. You need to drop like unrealistic habits and unrealistic routines based on your life. And to do this, you need to look at what your lifestyle is right now. Start where you are and then bring on habits that kind of surround that, that you can naturally progress into instead of just trying to take on an entire routine that is unrealistic for your life and where you are right now because that's setting yourself up for failure right we've talked about this in so many different like routine type episodes or if we have little tangents on routines but if you are not a morning person like there is no need to force yourself to wake up at 6 a.m right like wake up at 8 or 9 a.m or whenever you need to be up or gradually pull it back if you you if you need or want to but like there's no need to force yourself to do something that maybe you can't based on your schedule Mm -hmm. or just is not realistic for you like I know if I am up late or out late more than like one day a week I'm gonna be an absolute shit show and I'm gonna be so unorganized and I'm gonna be so tired and off my game so that's not something that I need to like add into my schedule or my routine I don't need to force myself to stay out later like I know myself and I know what my routine needs and so I make my routine that way. You also don't need to be the person that wakes up at 6 a.m., does a 10-step skincare routine, journals, does yoga, works out, 
Right. Du- like, goes, cleans the house every single day, right? Because Oh, and then it's 7 a.m. To- and you've done it all and you're ready to go. <laughs> like, you need like, to save room no. for your life. And you need to be realistic for, like, the, the space for your job or Some school people or have- your things that you need to do in your life as well as time for you to just exist and do nothing like you need to be realistic with the time that you have and choose to do the things that actually work with that like for me love working out working out is something that I will fit in to most days a 10-step skincare routine absolutely not like not I will wash my life. face and brush my teeth put on a serum and a moisturizer if that like mo- sometimes like my routine is wake up wash face brush teeth you should that's be moisturizing it. okay why much reason it like that's it and that's if i tried to if i you. tried to do every single morning i was like did a 10 step skincare routine number one i would not enjoy it because i just don't like that's for me that's not something that i enjoy enough to consistently put my effort into and i'm gonna crash and burn Mm-hmm. unrealistic routine i don't need to do that because the space that someone else may fill with a 10 step skincare routine I feel with stretching and or like cooking breakfast. Right. Those things that are realistic and you, serve right. you. You still have a routine. It's just your routine, not someone else's. Exactly. I am not the person who is going to be able to wake up every morning and do yoga, right? That's not where... That's not what I'm personally drawn to. But what would be more realistic for Once me? in a while, I love a good yoga. Yeah. Once in a while... I'll do a 10-step skincare routine. Yeah. Once in a while, I will have those mornings exactly. where I do everything before 7 a.m. But it's once in a while. And right? it's like, unrealistic for me to do that every single day. Because I totally like a good skincare night every every once in a while. I actually really enjoy that. But to force myself to do that every day is not necessarily what I would enjoy and would take the like happiness and specialness out of that. For other people and for some of you listening though... That might be totally what you're drawn right. to and what you love. That may be what's realistic for you, but you may not be waking up at 7 a.m. and doing a workout first thing right. in the morning, right? So you you don't have to be the person that does absolutely everything. Pick and choose the things that are realistic for you. Complicated is not always better. And if you do want to build up to that, what seems complicated and overly abundant of a routine, start slow and you'll get there. Like, solidify a routine for you now, and it, once you're good with that, then you can add something and then repeat the process but right now in this moment you do not need to force yourself to take on more than you can handle i know an unrealistic routine for me at least right now until i build up for it is telling myself i'm gonna journal every single morning or journal every single night because for me journaling is something that i like find a lot of happiness in when i do it i have just never been able to do it every day so when i tell myself i'm gonna do it every day and then i don't because that's not realistic for me in the moment then i feel like i've failed at this goal and then i stop doing it and then right, i don't but you really haven't because right. you've you've done everything else you need and want and are capable mm-hmm. of doing in that moment at that on that day right this is something that i told somebody who dm'd me the other day when they were upset about taking an unplanned rest day from the gym. And I said, right now, you're looking at that missing one day as a failure instead of looking at your going every other day as a win. So true. Like, who cares Mindset if you matters. miss one day once or twice or three times or a hundred times if you're still consistently doing it? every other time so switch your mindset to not look at one missed thing as a failure but to look at everything you do do as a win it's a failure if you look at it and say oh well that's it's over that's it's over right not doing it ever again it's a win if you just 
keep moving on. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows. Happy Mammoth has what you need for gut health, hormone balancing, detoxification, anti-aging, beauty, mood, clarity, sleep, and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you. So check out what Happy Mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code GOALS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code GOALS for 15% off today. When you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, And their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to f-l-e-u-r-m-a-r-c-h-e.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. And number six which Carol and I have talked about a lot recently, and let me just tell you, it gets me heated. Get rid of fake food. And what we mean by that is, is like, processed junk, like, consistently eating crap and only eating crap. Yeah. And this doesn't mean, like, we are such big preachers of a balanced diet and a balanced lifestyle. And, like, food freedom vibes. But at the same time, a lot of the time, we're hesitant to, you know, kind of discuss or impose food rules. Because... We, and I know a lot of you guys have experienced, like, extremism with food rules or struggled with that, but this is one that everyone can and should and is beneficial to follow, is eat real food. Exactly. Right? Get rid of fake food. Real food doesn't mean that, like, it has to be strict rules and things like that. Right. Real food doesn't mean you're going to eat uncooked vegetables and... That's it. Grilled like, chicken. And that's it. And that's that's grilled it. chicken's no, great. And love good grilled chicken. chicken. There's like great. 17 chicken breasts in the fridge. Mom made so many yesterday. <laughs> but you can have balance within real food. Like you can still right. have chocolate. You can still have cake. You can still have ice cream. You can still have all those things. Right. That's the thing that I've come to realize is I, I think other people may see how I eat and be like, oh my God, like that is so healthy. Like have some freedom, like enjoy it like i'm enjoying like i'm so deeply enjoying my food and i look at it and i know how much variety is in it like like we had korean barbecue last night like literally eating everything i look at my food i see all the different micronutrients and the different flavors 
flavor okay once you start eating real food you get real flavors okay Mm -hmm. and just like the different combinations you can make with the food and the variety of literally everything sweet sour salty like if you're eating fake food to get like a reaction from your mind and body like you can still achieve that same reaction and in better enjoyment and, and fulfillment yeah and sustainably from real whole foods and yeah because when we say real food we mean things that are whole food based like things, things that came from things that you look at things and that you're were like, not made by a machine yeah like you things that you look at and you it can read the ingredients things that you can look at and even if it's not just like a raw vegetable with the chicken like you can look at this and you're like you know what it's made of from whole foods right. like you can break it down and you're like that is naturally from vegetables and meats and dairy and fruits and whole grains and things like that that make it up if something is packaged if you look at the ingredients list and you can pronounce all the names and you can picture all the ingredients like Mm -hmm. there you go but I don't, polysulfate number seven. I don't know if that's a real thing. <laughs> but like, I do not need to be putting that in my body. Yeah, if you right? read a label and things are like so processed, there's so many chemicals, there's so many fillers. And listen, a lot of people who claim to be like healthy or people who are like fitness and stuff like that, not. they're actually not that healthy because they don't a eat lot real of like, food. Right, a lot of bodybuilders makes me upset. eat like the alternative, like the alternative version of things. Yeah. If something is, just because something has less calories or is sugar-free it's, it may be sugar-free but those fake. sugars are replaced with chemicals like you are better off even vegan meat from a like i'm not a nutritionist but like not from a sustainability earth perspective but from a real food real food like micronutrient vibes processed perspective ground beef over like fake meat beef yeah. vibes it's real food one of them has has real ingredients and the ingredients are beef. cow with beef <laughs> and one of them has a list of ingredients some of them being what did i just say like chemicals Poly, like <laughs> chemicals right one of them is a lot more processed one of them it's the alternatives like sugar-free syrups and wait sugar-free and i want to i want to clarify and Catherine is saying not saying like don't be vegan or anything like that if you're i had not a stint of veganism like i, I we, most, we love our tofu we love our tempeh a we lot love of my meals foods. end up a lot of my meals end up being vegan by like unintentionally yeah. but, but what she's right? saying is that a lot of these fake meat products are absolutely fake chemical i'm talking about shit <laughs> alternatives like food alternatives right yeah like, like the, okay, so here's an, a prime example of when we say real food, it doesn't, it doesn't mean healthy versus unhealthy, it means real food versus fake food. So pasta, real pasta, like spaghetti from a box, versus the miracle noodles, like the one calorie miracle noodles, and some people are going to take those miracle noodles saying, there's yeah, zero healthy. calories, this is so healthy, you blah, know what blah, else blah. there is that it? is fake shit. <laughs> nutrients and things that your body needs to be healthy right right so any day take the real pasta over the zero calorie chemical slimy miracle noodle any day you know like real maple syrup versus like sugar-free chemical right i see people so many people who are like into fitness that's why i always think fitness does not necessarily fitness equal health equal because health. so many people get so caught up in the aesthetics of fitness everything has to be high protein low cal all this that then they're eating those fake noodles you see it so much with girls and guys like the fake noodles they're dumping fake maple syrup on things 
And I'm like, you are pouring chemicals into your body. Like, like just have it the may meal, have maple zero syrup. calories. It may have zero sugar. It may have zero anything. It's not but having real. zero get, says it's giving no benefit to your body, and actually, it's kind of doing harm because your body doesn't know how to process the fake shit. Exactly. Okay, so That's, eat real food. That was eating healthy and eating real whole foods has become such a such an idea that like. In order to do that, you have to be on a diet. Like, you, if, oh my god, she's eating a cucumber? Like, she's on a diet. Like, oh it's my so god, backwards. she's... backwards. Eating whole, real foods does not mean that you have to be on a diet. Like, everyone perceives it, like, in Catherine just said, and it's so backwards that, like, the norm is to eat processed, roast fake foods right. so that when somebody does just feel good and enjoy... When someone eats like a real human it has to be a diet or it has to be a restricting it has right and it's not like that like you can have so much balance and eat a huge realm of things but you can still get the sweet you can still get the less healthy (laughs) right you can still get the sweet you can still get the flavors you can still get the cake or the non-healthy vibes type of food with real food with real food and guess what it's it's gonna make you feel so it's much better. It's gonna make you feel so much better. And it's gonna taste better. Because you're putting actual nutrients and actual things into your body versus literally just pouring chemicals right. into your body. So, so we're again we're always so hesitant to talk about food rules because we don't want to fuck with food rules, right? Food rules. This is not food rules. This is this is you, you gotta eat to, food. This, this is, is yeah. this is eat food. This please. is you deserve to put real things into your body versus fake things. So something to ditch to live your best life is all of the fake things, all of the over processed gross things all of the zero calories zero sugar alternative things that are literally just chemicals in your body there's zero health so get rid of those and you're gonna feel a heck of a lot better you know know, actually actually, we're not done actually Actually, because another thing that i wanted to make a point of is that a lot of people think that oh i'm gonna look better if i have the zero calorie things because it's it's gonna be less calories you know what no No, you're not your body does not react well to the chemical your body is not made for that your body is made to say holy shit look at all these micronutrients and i'm gonna go put it all into my cells and use it well and my skin is gonna look good and it's gonna i'm gonna feel good and like my body functions are gonna work properly and that's how i'm gonna achieve the aesthetic results is because we should make an entire episode on this but if you put those yeah this one okay yeah this one we're gonna we actually um, should let me go hit up ebsco host and get you some some sources sources. okay guys hold us to this we're gonna come back and we're gonna do an episode on real food versus fake food and break down how your body actually reacts to all of the chemical zero calorie fake things all the overprocessed things because if you're thinking that oh it's healthier and better for me to have zero calorie syrup and sugars on things versus the real stuff because it's going to be less calories and you think that that's going to help you burn more fat and things your body no. your body is going to react so negatively to that you're going to be bloated you're going to be puffy your systems are not going to work well so you're going to have all these toxins in your tired. body you're going right? to be tired and sluggish so you're going to expend less energy in the long term like it doesn't actually add up it's even disgusting. though it seems like it's point. going to and this brings us to our very last point for you this is kind of like the foundation for a lot of the things that you will do moving forward and you need to get rid of your need to justify everything. For having a reason to do something, like, you do not always need a definitive thesis essay explaining why you need Mm -hmm. to be doing something. Like, your reason can just be because. Because I want to, because... Literally just because, Mm -hmm. right? 
sometimes reasons can fuel different goals and certain things. Like I want to get in a consistent workout routine because I want to be healthier. I want to feel stronger. I want to be less tired in my life. Sometimes reasons can like really fuel things. But we're talking every little life decision. Like I want to go out tonight and I want to hang out with these people. Why? Just because. Or I don't want to go out tonight. I actually would rather sit in bed. Right. Why? Literally just because. Literally just because that's what I want. Or need to, in your head, justify like, things to right. yourself too. It's right. not it's always... A very, it's a personal thing. Yeah, it's not necessarily having to justify things to other people, but I catch myself sometimes when I think about doing something, then in my head I'm trying to find a re- Like, does this add up with the other things I'm doing? Does this, right. You know, like... A lot of times if it's like rest and if it's... Maybe I just want a break right? Then I'm like, well, why do I want, like, why do I need that? Because I have other stuff to do that I could be doing. Like, it's definitely more valuable for me to be doing the other stuff and not just take, like, an hour-long break or go for a walk. Hmm. Like, but you know what? I want to go for a walk, so I'm gonna. Why? Just because. Because Because that's what I'm being drawn to right now. Because you don't, oh, even, like, the bigger stuff. I, if it's a big thing, if it's, like, a lifestyle thing. That's a really good point. If it's, like, a lifestyle thing, if you want to start putting energy into your lifestyle or, like, try something out. Like, if you want to try a new style of dressing yourself or if you want to try a new... A new style of workout. Style of workout. Like, literally just... That's a huge... That's a really good one. In Boston, like, I went to a Pilates class just because. Yeah. Right? Yesterday. Because, you know what? I could have been, like, you know what? This one day, I'm supposed to be squatting and I'm supposed to be, like going for a new weight and like so going to this pilates class does it really help me get to where i need to be yeah so like i want but i want to so i'm gonna like you don't you don't need to justify everything just do it like i my whole life have thought of myself as a runner when i do cardio i love to run whether it's like long distance or intervals or sprints or things like that yesterday i wanted to swim I've seen in Catherine swimming. I've seen my dad and my mom swimming in the pool. She just wants to be us. And I just want to be like that. She just wants to be like us. But I guess I've always, like, you know, I swam a bit in high school. I swam growing up. But in recent years, I haven't been a swimmer. So I've never been like, oh, I'm a swimmer. I'm going to swim. And yesterday, I was like, I want to swim. And then it's like, what? My brain automatically tries to justify that or try to have reasons for it and try to almost build a routine out of it. Like, if I do something... Oh, some, that's a huge thing. I like, you can't some, only do things, yes. do something once. I, like, you need to do something for a purpose. Oh, yeah. No, this is it. Like, if I do something once, then my my brain goes to, like, okay, how do I bring this into who I am? How do I make oh, this no, a piece literally. of who I am? Literally. literally. Like, it's hard to, to just do something once just because and be like, if I like it, I'll do it again someday. And if I don't like it, I won't do it again. Instead of... Like, I swam yesterday, and then I had heard about this, like, aquathlon. But someone talked about this swim and run race. I decided to swim yesterday, and then all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, oh, this is great, because now I can swim every week, and then I can train for the aquathon. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just being like, I'm just swimming right now just because. I was showering, I was showering, and she came into my room, and (laughs) she, like, knocks on my door, and she yells in, and she's like... How much is a good distance for me to swim? Like, if I want to build up to... And I'm <laughs> like, it was hard for my brain to be like, I am just going to get in the pool... To just do something? Just because. Just because I'm being drawn to that and I'm not going to have any restrictions about it, like, or I'm not going to have any, like, things that I'm forcing myself to do about it. I'm just going to do it 
just because and that's something that I think in life we all struggle with because there's always this overlying feeling of like I have to have a purpose with everything I do and yes it feels great when something's have sometimes purpose. it also feels great when, when some things don't. you just do it just because that's something I I feel like this kind of wraps into my thoughts around like meeting new people or new friends I feel like people always for me I always need to see like a long-term purpose with friendships and I know we talked about this during Podmas but like there are different types of friendships friendships serve different purposes like like my French I'm not gonna have the same exact depth and size friendship with every single person and it doesn't need to be that way like I can hang out with someone and I can be friends with someone without a reason Mm -hmm. right or a need to meet this benchmark or milestone Mm -hmm. of friendship you know not everything needs to be biggest and the best somebody invites you out it's your decision in that moment do i feel like i want to go out with them now yes or no you don't have to think. My brain automatically goes to, in 10 years, like, will, will I, I be friends will I with, be this, friends person? with blah, this person? Blah, and if blah. no, then I'm, of course I'm not going to go tonight. Because like, what's the, right? I feel like that's also in Captain and I with boys as well. Is like, yeah. we almost. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. no, no, no. It's like, no. Okay. Why would I date someone if we're going to break up? That's just, let's just cut to the chase. Exactly. It's this thing of like, I, I almost feel like if I don't feel 100% all in with someone right away, I'm like, why would I do that? And I'm like, just because. Just because in the moment, it could be a enjoyable, and fun And that's why I friend zone every single person. Yeah, but that's and something. it's so horrendous. That's something that I really want to switch though or be better at is not automatically thinking like oh if I go on one date with this person or if I hang out with this person once or if I like flirt with this person once what does that mean down the line does it mean that I'm gonna have to date them and then eventually break up with them and then blah 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 like don't even let your no my mind is just like well this is I've got like two months max in me so let's just let's just let's just skip because you might not like it's you have to release in you have to release in a lot of situations and this is something that Catherine and I like struggle with and are working on ourselves I really hope um our friend Anna listens to this episode. <laughs> she's and gonna she's be like, so proud of us. She's gonna be so proud of us. You have to release the need to have a purpose or to justify everything. Like if you want to hang out with someone one day, just you do that just because. I love talking about these things because like we're sitting here giving you this advice and we're going through. I it actually as well. need to hear it as well. So if you guys want to just like tell it back to me or just make me listen to this part of the episode about every single day until I believe it. That'd be really great. That's the special Thank thing you. about the podcast, though, is that as much as there are legitimate things that, like, we've learned and we can speak on and we can give advice on, there's also, also a lot of things, things we are currently yeah, learning. There's also a lot of things that we're learning and we're trying to figure out right with you guys. And that's what I love about it. So that's definitely a big one is for me is the need to always justify something or have a reason. So, you know, if you want to, like, like getting my hair wet. Okay. Like, going if i want to jump in the pool i'm always like oh but then i have to wash my hair today and then we were walking home from dinner last night walking past the pool and i was like oh let's go swimming and karen's like well i just washed my hair so i don't know maybe i can like wash it tonight but i mean i put conditioner in so i like man i was like what no i like kind of had like a mini freak out we literally walked by the pool and Catherine was like let's go swimming and i was like well, I want to, but I washed my hair yesterday, and that would mean I have to wash it again today. And then, do I really want to sleep with it wet? My dad's I don't want to dry it before I go. And he was goes, like, what? "Whoa!" He was like, Whoa. "What are you doing? Calm down." Okay, so seven <laughs> points, things to get rid of, and there are there are totally a lot more. And we we kept a lot of these broad, like the clutter, because there's a lot of things that 
could go into that there's a lot of separate things you could declutter declutter your life and you know there's a lot of different ways that you could take the getting rid of fake food because that's personal to like what where you're starting you and where you are go. at the getting rid of unrealistic routines that's kind of a broad area of you know doing a little check of are there unrealistic things that you're asking of yourself right now and it's a lot more freeing if you just let those be and you take on what's realistic for you so there are a lot of these things that we can release to really feel our best and feel like we're living our best lives it's not always about bringing things on bringing things on new things but a lot of the time it's releasing mental barriers and physical things that are holding us back from feeling our happiest feeling our best and when we can release those things and feel more free in our day-to-day life then it gives us the space to bring more in when it feels natural and when it feels right so our seven things to recap Number one, a limiting mindset around yourself. So victim mindset, negative mindset, closed mindset, fears of failure, everything goes into that limiting belief. Number two, damaging people. Number Next. three. Number three. Clutter. clutter. Junk drawers, clothes that aren't 100% it. Number four is people having access to you. Snapchat. <laughs> and number five is unrealistic routines. Remember, complicated is not always better. Number six, fake food. It's it's actually shit. Like, and number seven, the need to always have a reason. Because a valid reason can be because. 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 Welcome to the double, the double take. take. Let's get a couple questions in. I just read a question from somebody in our Discord group. We have a Girls with Goals group chat. It's always linked in the show notes. You guys can join. This is where we support each other, hype each other up, ask questions. And so I saw this question yesterday that said, I'm really loving the gym lately and I'm starting to see my body look slimmer, but the scale doesn't show any change. Do you guys think it's since I'm also lifting some weights, it's being replaced by muscle? That's what one friend suggested. Yes. I would say that your friend suggested right. I would say your friend is absolutely spot on right on the money because especially since you said you are literally seeing physical changes in your body that's like slimmer and that's if that's your goal if your goal is not to lose weight because the number on the scale and the way that you look and feel are are not always correlated right i have gained weight since the start of my fitness journey like i have lost weight and then i've gained weight again because of dropping fat and then building muscle muscle weighs more than fat by a lot so you could physically look so different and you could weigh the exact same or more based on what you put on for muscle and what you lose for fat it's how the number on the scale may be the exact same but your body is in completely different because it is the composition has changed and that's why the balance of muscle versus fat has shifted and that's that is like the toned or muscular look like that is what your body's doing Mm -hmm. To look toned and to lose weight are not the same things because toned means losing fat but building or maintaining your muscle and you go about that by doing some weightlifting to engage your muscles, by eating enough protein that you're supporting that muscle maintenance or muscle growth and then through that activity and through your nutrition in general, you're burning fat whereas losing weight could mean that you're losing muscle and fat simultaneously that leads to that somewhat skinny fat look that some people complain about you prevent that by making sure you're prioritizing protein in your diet and by having some weightlifting in your routine to engage those muscles so that your body knows i need these muscles i'm gonna drop fat instead so what you're doing sounds exactly correct if you are happy with the physical and mental changes you're having doesn't really matter what the scale says 
Hi guys, first of all, thank you for doing this podcast, I really enjoy it. So I've been doing a workout in the morning and going for a run now and then, but I'd really like to start getting into the gym and into lifting. I don't know how to start though. Which exercises, how many, how long, and how many leg days or ab days, can you guys give me some tips? Thank you so much and I love you. First of all, thank you and we love you too. All of this information is in episode 5. It is literally everything you need to know to get into the gym and be confident and educated Mm -hmm. and know your shit getting into it. Yeah, episode five is what you need to do to start your fitness journey. So basically, it will talk you through how to build that routine based on your goals. If you want to start going to the gym, I would say the first thing to do, how many days are you realistically going to go? Is it four? Is it five? And then from there, you can break down days into different muscle groups. So I would say if it's four days, you could do two lower body days, two upper body days, mix some cardio in there how you would like. But if you are a beginner and you are like serious about it, looking for a routine, I also have a fitness app, Change with Caroline. It's going to be linked in the show notes as always. So you can check that out for, you know, a routine that will be customizable to you and show you how to do every exercise and also talk you through your own fitness journey but episode five we really go into a deep dive into all of that and you'll learn pretty much what you need need to know to get started does anyone have any advice for what to do after night out aka i have a slight hangover sleep Sleep, hydrate drink some water i would say that moving will help you if like right like get yourself up and doing things if Mm -hmm. that means getting up and like going for a walk going for a walk like getting some fresh air can be nice, but if if you want to like go get food, go right? grocery shopping, go grocery I don't know, shopping. like do something that kind of gets you out, gets you moving a little bit, will kind of get you in a better headspace. But get a good amount of sleep, wake up, hydrate, put some good real food in your body, mm-hmm. and then you know try to get You'll moving. Move Electrolytes too can be helpful. Something like liquid like IV or like a nun tablet, hydration and nutrients. Like that. Yeah, will help you with hydration. Hydration and nutrients. Yep. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got some good stuff out of it. Follow us on Instagram at Girls with Goals Pod or our personal Instagrams, Caroline Kaneen and Catherine Kaneen. We're also on TikTok. We're also on YouTube. You guys can find us. I've been us. up in my TikTok game. Let's just appreciate that. Yes, you have. We both have. But. And But that'll all be like linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just go click the link, it'll take you right there just below this episode. Scroll down a little bit. If you want to rate this podcast as well on Spotify or Apple. We appreciate it so much. We very much appreciate you guys taking the extra five seconds to hit that five stars. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Bye. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.